and welcome to Sportsbet's AFL podcast. Now it's not Richard Hummerston here. I'm your stand-in host, Mick Wall. Hummer is away. He's having a spell, much to the delight of my co-hosts, Nathan Brown Keep and Matthew. Short, mate. Keep it short, <laughs> and Matthew okay. Richardson. Hummer normally goes on a long rant. It doesn't do him any good. I, I'd like to point out, and uh, sports bet punters out there, sports bet fans, might know this man to my left because he has had some notoriety lately, has he? Matthew. What's He's, he done? Well, when I first started here. He was my boss, right? right? right. He was uh, the person I reported to, the person yeah. I put my expenses into. As he's grown, his little video components, he's done the you know the local cricketer, right. he stars in all our videos, he has requested and it's been approved that he becomes a brand ambassador. Oh, really? He's now officially a brand <laughs> well, ambassador. He's, he's become a bit notorious, hasn't yeah. he? Well, he's not quite at the level of my brand ambassador. So right. I'm thinking that maybe he was my boss <laughs> and now he comes underneath me as a brand ambassador. So... That would make me his boss now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's come full circle. The one thing I will say, though, yeah. at least you don't have holidays during the footy season. So Hummer works on an AFL podcast. People who work on the AFL in the AFL industry and have holidays during the yep. season, mm. I don't get that. Probably the first way to lose a job, isn't it? Give it, it is. Give it to somebody who can do it better. It, in, in saying that, something's not on the rundown. Right. Uh, we have hired somebody new at Sportsbet. And you know who my boss going forward from May 7 is going to be? No. The great Adam Patterson who played at Richmond. Paddo. Paddo yeah. is going to be my boss. So he was a young player under you at Richmond. Yep. Now he's your boss. Never spoke to him either. <laughs> Yeah, you you know, I love him now. You have to now. Yeah, you guys have got a history there. I've heard many times that you two waited. Was it two or three years? Were they on the list? Did you actually prove it? Had to prove themselves, man. Nathan, oh, Nathan didn't even list. acknowledge a new draft pick <laughs> until his second year. And then he might acknowledge them. And then he'd start <laughs> talking. Third year, he'd start talking <laughs> to them. That's exactly <laughs> like here. He's into year three year and he's starting to acknowledge people. Brandy, I now see why you've asked me to host this. It was so you could let me do an intro. He tells me to do this long intro and then just go, <laughs> Cut you off. Cut you off. All right, uh, uh, should we get in? Should we get into footy? Yeah. yeah. Should we get straight into footy? Look, uh, mate. Tuesday. It's the only day we didn't have footy this week. Ten days straight of footy. The festival of football. Does it get any better? Are we tired of it? Do we love it? Do we I want think, to continue? Nah, do we I want it every normal year? Normal footy punter loves it. I think uh, having footy every day. You can only do it for this two weeks. It's yeah. a little bit much after this week, but. Tuesday being yeah. the only day of rest, I think, um, just like Jesus, uh, we have a day of rest, Matthew, and then we come back and we do it all again. I don't mind it. I don't mind it because there are a lot of blockbuster games in this period. You know, you had the Cats and the Hawks on Monday. Tonight you got the Tigers and Dees, which is now a traditional game. You've also got Anzac Day tomorrow, which yeah, is Ripper. which is the best home and away yeah. game of the year. You've got uh, you've got. To some derbies in there, the Swans and Sydney and the Giants up in Sydney. Geelong West Coast. Geelong West Coast. Yeah, so there's big up. games. It, it's all about the scheduling. So they've scheduled it well. You couldn't do it for uh, you couldn't do it in two blocks over the year, but I don't mind it in one block. I want to ask you about a concept that the NRL do, and um, it might be hard for the AFL to replicate, but they have a it's called Magic Round, mm. I think, and yep. every game mm. is in um, Brisbane, I, right. I believe, at Magic, the same venue. All at the same stadium. Every game. So that would mean, games. say, on a Thursday night, the MC. Somebody plays Friday day MCG, Friday night MCG. So every AFL game across Thursday to Sunday would be played at the MCG. Do you like that? Yeah, I don't mind it because, like what we're talking about now, the festival of footy, you'd have you know you'd have a big yeah. festival around the MCG. You'd have stuff in the car park. People would come from interstate. Yep. 
and uh, even overseas to come and, and see some games of footy. I don't mind it. I like it. It's a bit like the old Lightning Premiership. Yeah. Remember in yeah, the mini is. league? It I reckon is. it's good. I reckon it's a good concept. Yeah. Would you have it at the G though? Would you have it at somewhere like Perth? Would we have to give it? You I reckon. Know, what happens when everything's at the G? We get the wind you know starts. You'd have start. to move it around. You would have to because move it you know there's already issues with having the grand yeah. final at the MCG Correct. every year. You could have it at Perth. Optus Stadium is fantastic. It's out near the. Uh, the Crown uh, Resorts there. You'd stay at Crown Resort. Oh, hang on. Have a few months, Matthew. For a few days. Just retire back to the casino, Brownie. Mm. Love to get that one past the wife. Yeah, I reckon it's all right. I reckon it could work. It's interesting getting things past the wife, isn't it? You've just mentioned that. Me and Matthew are actually trying to get a... A trip to the Super Bowl. So we're planning Super Bowls not till February 2020, obviously. You've got to go with work, Brandy. So now, me and Matthew um, are trying to figure out the best you way need, to uh, give it to the need, wife and I, get I, it across the line. You need Brownie works at Triple M. I work for 3RW. You need to talk to your boss there and just get it across the line. Do That's a couple right. of crosses. You're doing yeah. a couple of updates from the Super Bowl. Brownie, look, we sent four people over from Sportsbet last year. I mean, you could always start to work on that angle. Oh, well, we could start the podcast there next year, Matt. What's in Miami? The NFL podcast. As long as Hummer doesn't come. One episode. Hummer can't come. Yeah, Hummer, 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 Hummer doesn't come. This is the only, the only place in the world that I'm next over oh, to. One junket a year for Hummer, and that's going to be used up well before the Super Bowl. So what about the me. What about the tipping, though, this round? How's yours going? No, no, good. I'm no good. And the worst part about mine is I always put the multi on when I do my tips. Yeah. So I'm losing money as well as I do, losing on tips. I do like a little uh, tipping video for a friend of mine, his business, and he sends it out to all his clients, right? So he's, <laughs> got, you know, he's got a quite a big... What business is this? This is uh, M1 Traffic uh, Management, okay? Right. M what group. sort of clip do you get out of this <laughs> no, it's thing? A, or is this a love job? Well, it's like an ambassador role with the M group and their it's, traffic it's a, management. It's a, it's a free one, is it? No, it's okay, not free. Okay. It's not free, but I do this video <laughs> for them. It's embarrassing now because I'm... In the tipping competition with all their clients, I'm actually coming last, but I'm doing the video <laughs> telling them who to tip. It's embarrassing. It is hard. I'm doing this stuff for a living, and you have to give a, a – we've got a video on every game, and mm. it is hard at the moment. Yeah. Tell me how you meant to pick Fremantle to win away yeah. to GWS when GWS are flying. Uh, and the kiss of death in the Herald Sun. Now, the kiss of death has been around since I've been a little yeah. kid. He's the, trying to get them wrong. The very first he, – he tries to get everyone Basically on the underdog. Takes right? the underdog every time. <laughs> yeah. he, for the very first time in round five, he is winning the Herald Sun tipping. That's Insane. outrageous. That tells you, you – know, it's, it's – I reckon, I reckon now, though, you should be able to start. Like, because I've, I've, I haven't given St Kilda yeah. credit. I've got to start tipping them now. I didn't tip them for three or four weeks, but now I will. So well, we, had look this, we were talking about this earlier. We had to look this way, and there is definitely some ones this way. You just go, okay, well, things are starting to calm down yeah. a little yeah. bit. We yeah. should be able to start finding winners. Because isn't it like previously, in previous years, and this has been different, the yeah. last few years – Premiership uh, winners have come from everywhere. But it used to be a scenario of only one ladder position would change after the seventh round or yeah, something yeah. each year. Yeah, that's like, not going to happen All that's year. gone out the window, right? It will right? change, yeah. It's going to change a lot. I'll tell you what, who was, I, I think, uh, to use a Richard Hummerston term, money for old rope last week with the Bombers against the, uh, North Melbourne. The line in that game, it started at six and a half. Yeah. I could not believe that it started at six and a half. And I actually worked on that game, so that uh, precludes me from betting yeah. on that game because mm. I'm working at it, which was disappointing. So I loaded up on the bombers. So in light of that, I've gone to the sports bet and I've managed for our podcast. And we've, got, we've got some more funds. We've got so some funds. We've got two thousand dollars. I got don't know how they four, keep giving you money. Five hundred dollar bonus bets. Right. And uh, so later on in the program, we're going to put two five hundred dollar bonus bets on, right and uh, and we're going to see how we go for the week. All right, that's fantastic, Brandon. Now, uh, look, before before we we move through, guys, worth talking about. We're talking about the last round of footy. We're talking about how hard things have been. Talking about how hard, 
Gary Ablett, on the uh, on the weekend, a little bit tough for him. He worked through it and uh, had a great game, but Boone you know, was you, back. You know what? I I don't get it. I don't get why you boo star players, mm. but I reckon a player like Gary Ablett, it makes them play better. Mm. I mean, I know I've been booed again with an opposition team. It actually fires you up. Yeah. You actually you actually gets you going a bit and you play better. And Chris Scott was right after the game. Keep booing him because yeah. it, it just it gets the best out of guys. Well, I think like the booing dropped off throughout the game. I don't understand yeah. why though. Like I don't get yes. it. Brandon, you I think you have a theory. Well, uh, they they booed um, Andrew Gaff when he came back for his first game. Uh, the Collingwood fans booed Dom Sheed. But why are they booing Apple? Dom booed- Sheed's ridiculous. You shouldn't be booing Dom Sheed yeah. at all because of the like, goalie. But yeah, but you, there's no way because he's done something great. Well, they booed Gary Ablett because obviously the, he was tied he up with the, the liking the post. Was that, and, was that what it was? That's the reason. This is the only possible right. reason. Yeah, because he's right. never been booed previously. Obviously, um, and we understand. And usually, what Bloody it is. Hawthorne supporters, Wally. Oh, I think I think that it didn't matter. There was seventeen clubs they could have played, and he was going to get booed. That's a bit of a and, and it is. We're yeah. we're way of thinking, but do you know what they'll but do? If you go to the footy. You and are allowed to boo whoever you want. Exactly. You want. And what people do is that they find somebody to boo, but and then I they no attach it to something. I see no problem with booing I've never at all. done it, Brandon. Yeah, it's just I don't get it. I, I don't go to the footy and boo. Like, but well, it would be weird because you're commentator. It would be well, really weird if you were booing. When I hear a boo, I don't say, oh, you shouldn't be booing. I, I've got no problem. If people want to go to the footy, they pay their money, they can boo whoever they want. As long as they're not racist, homophobic or anything like that, as long as they are doing it for the right reason, having a good time re- at the footy, you should be able to boo <laughs> I whoever it would, you want. I reckon it was a long bow. Booing gas though. And and this is the whole thing with booing, and we I think we can leave it here and everyone can agree. What happens is that there's both sides to it, and everybody that is in that camp of racist, homophobic, whatever it is, or just booing for no reason, will always link themselves back to the true reason of why the booing. Same with Adam Goods. Oh no, no, I do it because he slides in and he does these mm-hmm. dirty tactics yeah. and things like that. That's it doesn't matter, everyone's gonna say that, so yeah. there's no yeah. differentiation. But at the end of the day, as you said, Ablett. He just got better and better and better, yeah. played out of his skin, but and the booing actually he, eased off throughout the game. You've got to be, you got to be careful booing a superstar. No, he's they, just going to do that. They to you. respond to it, I reckon. They go, yeah. you loved it. I, I, it didn't happen a lot, but it happened a few times, and I enjoyed it. Would yeah. it happen to you a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it happened to me a bit. Mildly. And loved it. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> of course, he did. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it is time for the burning question. I'm an avid listener and watcher of this podcast, and I love this. Uh, who's in the chair this week, Richo? Is uh, this yours? Yeah, my turn this week. I've got one off the back of Nathan's last week. Can you tell other people's children off? I, I say, like did. I say, I cat- knocked him out. <laughs> categorically, <laughs> no, no if you don't know them. Yeah. If you know them a little bit, maybe, yeah. but no. So this week, look. Do you sleepwalk, guys? Either of you two sleepwalk? Oh, I no. have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I've had a little bit of a history over the years you of sleepwalking. Sleep, a little bit. Yeah, I've done it a few times. So my burning question this week is: If you have a history of sleepwalking, are you taking a risk sleeping in the raw? Okay. And I'll take this back to an incident that I had a few years ago at uh, one of my best friend's weddings down in Geelong, staying at the Novotel in Geelong, right on the waterfront there on a Friday night before his wedding. And uh, I've decided to go for a little sleepwalk. My, my partner at the time, Jen, now my wife, she heard me walk out the door and she thought, what's he doing? She thought I was going across to my mate Simon's room because he was nervous. Maybe I'm going over there to have a chat, right? Talking to him about the wedding, blah, not, blah, blah. Not right, Jen. Not right, Jen. I wasn't <laughs> going there because I uh, found myself down in the car park. And I've come to in the car park. I've woken up in the car park. (laughs) Now, well, how did I know that I was in the car park of the Novotel? Because I woke up and there's my car right in front of me. I've looked at my car 
And then I've looked down and realised I am completely starkest, <laughs> right? I have obviously panicked. At this point, you could have been um, forgiven for thinking you'd driven home pissed. Yeah. You know, you're I, like, oh, hang on, but now I've got no But he wouldn't do that, I was, Nathan, I was, conf- I was confused. <laughs> Absolutely not. I yeah. was confused. You might have. <laughs> but I knew I was in the hotel because there's my car and I knew where I'd yeah. parked it. So I thought, jeez, I've got to get back to my room straight away. Wow. I see the fire escape. I run over there. Is this winter or summer? It's summer. It okay. was uh, oh, very no cold yeah. too. It was, <laughs> it was very cold. cold. In Tassie? Uh, it was in Geelong. So I've gone up the fire escape. I've got to the sixth floor where yeah. my room yeah. is and I couldn't get in. You know how it's one way, lock? <laughs> so I'm like, what do I do now? So I've run back down into the car park and I see a light on in the corner of the car park, a little office. I run over there and there's a little gentleman uh, sitting in there and he was from, uh, he was a Chinese gentleman and he's looked at me and he's recognised me. He must have been a footy fan and I'm standing there in the root, right, in the raw. (laughs) He's looked at me, he said, how can I help you, Mr Matthew? (laughs) I said, I'll tell you how you can help me. Get me into that lift over there and get me up to the sixth floor straight away. And if you've got a towel or something, he had a tea towel. He had the little kettle in the corner. (laughs) So he's given me a tea towel. I've gone back up to my room. I've knocked on the door. I'm panicking. No one's seen me, thank God. And Jen opens the door and she goes, what are you doing? (laughs) I said, this is a long story. I've walked in and I've thought to myself, from that moment on, I've never slept in the nude because I'm taking a big risk, aren't I? So yeah. my burning question is, can you sleep in the nude if you sleepwalk? Well, clearly you can't, Matthew. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Fresh sheets. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can. Well, I, I've, I've, I've sleptwalked a couple of times and usually I've had a night out the night yeah, before. Yeah. and It's I've to do caught, with alcohol. Yeah, I, I got, yeah, I've been caught twice. By uh, he's a good drinker. Yeah, I've been caught twice trying to go out the front door. Yeah. Uh, at, at uh, my wife and I, uh, old apartment in Hawthorne, which yeah. is close to the bathroom yeah. door, yeah. a couple of times with what are you doing? And uh, one of those times I wasn't wearing but much, so the, it's I she got me just before yeah. I went out, but that would have been scenes because it goes out and there's stairs straight down, so god knows what would happen. There's, there's one little bit of extra to this story, so the next morning I get up, we're getting ready for the wedding, yeah. and I walk down into reception and all the Port Adelaide football clubs there, they're playing Geelong and Geelong that day. Only a few hours earlier I was walking around the joint <laughs> nude. <laughs> Imagine if the Port Adelaide boys had a scene. Anyway, that's my burning question. Speaking of you drinking, you two, uh, I've drank with both of you and you're very, very similar right. in how your night ends up. It just takes you a little bit longer than what it takes him. It might take you eight to ten beers and your head goes upside down. No, it only takes you one or two and all of a sudden you turn into some sort of zombie with your head upside down you can't talk. I'll tell you what, Nathan Brown telling you that you don't, you don't drink much before you turn into a zombie. The amount, the amount of individ- single glasses of red wine I've seen you have and then just be Mate, absolutely single. Just don't even take any no. notice of me. He's the worst drinker I've ever seen. Yeah, the red wine I've seen, I've seen a couple of things. The biggest blokes lunch ever we go there each year. It's watching Nathan and have a red wine on that because he's usually usually during the footy buy yeah. before the finals and he's yeah. got no calling that night. Oh, so he'll be red teeth and red lipped after yeah. about three glasses. No, you can't pushed talk, into mate. an Uber, no, sent home. You can't talk. <laughs> now this is the segment I've been looking forward most to because I've got a question for you. This is the Trump Award. Now I understand this award. It's really simple. You give three, two, one yeah. for the the worst, three, two, one for your best yeah. or Ones that you want to improve and yeah. mess. It's yeah. good and bad. It's yeah. easy. Couldn't be easier. Yeah. Why does Richard Hummerston have such a time struggle to, trying to work this out? What do you, What is it about him that he cannot understand this award? Well, I don't think he's very intelligent for a start. But this is simple. 
It's, he, a, it's a good 3-2-1 and a bad 3-2-1. Yeah, and, and, and it's based on the back of Donald Trump. He mostly makes bad decisions. Yeah. Occasionally he's got something good to say, but Hummer mostly bad. Hummer wrote the Trumpet Award on the rundown he sent. That's the Trump yeah. Award. That's yeah, the Trump and, Award. And this thing's right. This now, have you heard the recent spray that going around uh, social media that Rocket Eden yeah. with Leon Cameron in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor old Will Minson cops what was it. The, on Facebook, was it? It was on yeah, Facebook. Very it humorous. Was, it was very humorous. One that Rocket's not overly proud of and is denying <laughs> that he did. But oh, now, come on. now, I think it'd be great if we got Rocket in and just gave a him bit Richard, of Richard Thomason for, uh, for a three-minute leading teams type style. I think it's a fantastic idea because I just don't get it. Not only is the wrong name on the run sheet, which I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. He sent me the run sheet an hour and a half ago yeah. when I'm like ho- I'm hosting yeah. this standing in for him first time yeah. an hour and a half ago. Yeah. I thought he'd be out on his dinghy somewhere and would have taken care no. of him. Let's do the worst on first. All right, I'll start. You go first, mate. St- uh, we start at one, do we? Because yep. I get this wrong every yeah. week. Normally, it's um, how you do it. I gave one to um, Cordy from the Bulldogs. Zane, Zane. Cordy, yeah. He, uh, he didn't have a good day. Harry McKay. Um, he was dominant on Sunday at the MCG. Wasn't his best day. He's been good in defence, but McKay towed him up, so I gave him one. I gave, unfortunately, this guy's a premiership player, four-time premiership player, but had a bit of a spell with a hammy. First game back for the year, Geordie Lewis didn't have a, a great day, unfortunately. We've all had a great it. day. I We've all Kane had them. Corns gave it to him as well. I'm not giving it to him. I'm yeah. just uh, He just didn't have a great day. Sort of kicking the teeth in on the stand. <laughs> You're not giving it to him, but well, you're giving him two votes for the worst off. I had many poor games, and yep. I would accept it if I didn't. I'm sure Geordie will as well. And the AFL's got my three again because <laughs> when you when you sit around a table and you make decisions on things, I reckon you need to, you know, throw up all scenarios. And I, I'm not 100% sure they thought through the whole Birds of Tokyo thing. Now, I've got no issue with them playing. Okay. Um, you know, they've had rock bands like Ian Moss and Daryl Braithwaite in the past, so that's not a problem. But having done Kokoda and there are some old veterans yep. who are still a little bit sensitive, so maybe just, just, maybe just have some awareness. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a few people are upset by it. Uh, my best. I'll, will I go straight yeah, into my I best? Can I just say as well, Hummerston tried to set me up to fail because I also requested the, uh, the leaderboard so we could update the leaderboard. Never sent it. So I apologise uh, if I can't update the leaderboard, but That's Richard right. will have to next week. So he's really, he was really protecting his patch to make sure <laughs> he, nothing happened while he was away. He cannot get that spreadsheet going no. after six rounds. We've you got, no good. We've I've given the no benefit idea. of the doubt that he just hasn't been able to yeah. get it up, other than he was hiding it. Now, uh, well, Nate, yeah, you do your you three do two. your three yeah. two one then. Well, I uh, I gave one vote to Jack Zebel. He had six disposals. He played seventy five percent of the game. Michael Hurley was maybe the best man on the ground going back the other way. Gave two votes to the North Melbourne Footy Club on top of that, so Zeeble's part of that as well. Um, I just thought that, yeah, that they were so disappointing on a game, and Corey McKernan hit the nail on the head on a game they've worked so hard yeah. to get mm. to serve up that on Good Friday yep. in front of it was forty five thousand people there, mm. and uh, but you don't take it away from them after one. No, you don't. Game. No, you don't. But they, they need to be better than what they do. Yeah. I, I, North need to play that game again next year. They've worked at it, yeah. but. While they're doing it, they need to be better. Mm. And three votes, um, and it's on the back of multiple poor performances, but uh, I'm a big fan of Tom McDonald, but right now I'm not sure whether he needs a spell on the yep. twos, whether he needs uh, well, don't get fire his body him up right. Tonight. But Tom McDonald has been dreadful. There you go. Jeez, you've given him a clip. Hey, um, quickly on that, I, I just think that if you're if you're given a game of uh, a, a game, whether it's an opening game of the round, Anzac Day, you need to protect it. Carlton's a great example of that. They have not been going well. Richmond have. Carlton make that a match, that opening game of the year, every single year. That's an example of how you got to treat these. Mm. That being said, everyone forgets the first Good Friday game between North and the Dogs was an absolute cracker. 
Don't know why they didn't continue with those two And teams. the other thing with these games, it's, it's not your right just to keep. I think Anzac no, Day no, is. Anzac Day, I agree. I agree. Some of these other showcase games, maybe if, if, if you're four or five years in a row you don't perform, exactly. maybe you should share them. That's what I say, but you look yeah. at Carlton. At least they make a game of it. They turn up every year. Their fans mm. turn up. It's yeah. always a great occasion. It's always 80,000. They're, they're not going well. Yeah. All right, uh, Richo, three to um, one of the, the good. I gave one to Dusty. You know, he had his yeah. critics, had two poor games, but came back. Three goals and 25, and I think he had 15 contested. It was good to see him back in a bit of form, uh, the superstar. I gave two to Dylan Shield. He's had a few critics as well. Coming to a new club, uh, he's in great form, and that Essendon midfield dominated Mm. Good Friday. I thought Shield was fantastic. And on Sunday, I saw a young guy announce himself, Harry Mackay. He took six contested marks. He's taken five and a half contested marks a game. More than anyone in the competition. More, yeah, since they've been taking yeah. that stat. Oh, no, no, no. Matthew Lloyd was very quick to point out that he has taken more contested marks in a small period right. over Harry McKay. No, so right, don't, don't leave Lloyd out. Lloyd, he's, a he's bit taken f- the most this year, though. Lloyd, he's flat because Buddy went past him and now, he, now Harry McKay's taken his contested he marks. Smiles <laughs> and he smiles and he says that, you know, I love Buddy going past me. Harry McKay's video is very good, by the but way, Brent. he's... Filthy. He is filthy. So bad luck, Lloydie. Harry Mackay is the best contested mark in the game. (laughs) And he got my three votes. He announced himself. He's a genuine player. Brownie? I gave one vote to Gary Ablett. I thought the things he did on the weekend were terrific. The mark and the goal square, the goal, 23 disposals and three goals without playing in midfield. Yeah. Two votes to Ross Lyon. I think we've kicked Ross oh, Lyon good. and That's Fremantle good. enough well when nice. he's been down. And we've said that they can't score. All of a sudden, two of the games have kicked massive scores there in the top four at the moment. And they just they, they, they kicked themselves looks, out of the Looks like he's got his edge coach. back, Rossi. Not that he ever lost it, but he no. looks hungry, doesn't he? And Paddy Cripps, just time and time again, like week after week, another 37 disposals. Probably Proceski Seaton might have been the best man on the ground. But mm. for back-to-back performances, Paddy Cripps, Who got the coaches' again, votes in that game? Not you know? sure. Because uh, I, I did that game. I gave Mackay five and Cripps four. I know that's harsh, but yeah. is Cripps the best player in the game? I think he is he's now. He's playing the best football. Dominant yeah. player I in the think game. He is. Yeah, he yeah. Is. Dangerfield is having a nice patch too. Yeah. There you go, gentlemen. All right, it's time to have a look at a few key games over the weekend and uh, have a look at the markets here, Brownie. We'll start with uh, Richmond, Melbourne. It's a big game. Richmond, $1.46. Melbourne, $2.60. Oh, uh, Tigers, for me, that looks like a good price for the Tigers because uh, this game has been competitive in recent years, but Melbourne looked nowhere. Brownie, what's going to happen here? Well, we rolled the Tigers out to $17 when they lost those games in a row, right. into 11 last week, now seven fifty. So money's coming for Richmond for the Premiership. Um, they haven't been blowing sides away, but, uh, I mean... Melbourne can win, but I think yeah. Richmond should win. They're the better better form side, but you never know with Melbourne. They could come out, they could blast Richmond by 10 goals because they're talented, but I don't think they can. Richmond, one to 39 $2.10 for me in this one. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I guess you look at Melbourne and you go, have they actually played a good game yet this year? I mean, they did beat Sydney by 22 points. Quite impressive, Sydney, though. But it, wasn't, it wasn't a categoric win, and Sydney are really struggling. Um, can they suddenly turn it on? I mean, Carlton had a win last weekend, but mm. they'd been really competitive in most games. Melbourne haven't been. They haven't been really competitive. So I just don't think they can turn it on. Richmond have actually got their pressure back. Their last two weeks, their pressure's been outstanding. If they bring that tonight, they are in better form. Rewalt's back. I think Richmond can win. I think it'll be close because I think Goody, you know, it's backs to the wall and they have to find something. But I don't think he can suddenly turn it on. So Richmond just. 
They go, do you know what I found extraordinary is that the the odds for the Essendon-Collingwood game, the big one, this is the biggest fixture of the home and away season before finals. We know that. Essendon 245, Collingwood a dollar fifty one. It's very, very close. I would have thought this game is a lot closer than the other game. And especially being being the occasion, we yeah. always yeah. see that both teams are going to come out absolutely firing. Uh Collingwood going too well. Essendon done enough recently to, to big sway test you that for the way. bombers. Big test for the bombers. They haven't mm. beaten anybody yet. Now, they've done mm. what they've had to against sides and they've turned this season around. But can they take the ball? Fast pay through the middle yeah. like they have, and they're kicking through the middle has been outstanding. Yeah, Forty-five degree angle kicks, but can they do it against Collingwood? They did it comfortably against North Melbourne. Mm. Um, they did it comfortably against Brisbane at the MCG, a wider ground. Brisbane didn't know how to play it. Look, I think Collingwood should win this game, mm. but I'm happy to take the Essendon line plus yep. nine and a half. So that means Collingwood win, but they can't be beaten by more than nine and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if Essendon got up. It'd be a short victory if they did. So yeah. Collingwood to win. The bet is Essendon plus nine and a half. And if I'm going to have a look at the Anzac Day medal, I'm looking at people who maybe commentators, yourself or yeah. me, might vote for because it's not voted for by the umpires. Mm. If Essendon win, I think Michael Hurley probably does a great job down back. It's 41 yeah. bucks. It's a so big right. price. And you know, if, and he, he'll get touches. He'll yeah. get 25 yep. touches. And yeah. he'll play on maybe Mason Cox and run, run off him. Off him. And, yeah. and if Collingwood win, I'd probably have to look at Pendlebury because I think Collingwood are even across the board. But yeah. people just love Pendlebury for a good yeah. reason. He's a bloody yeah. good player. But they love voting for him as well. Yeah, I look at this game and I think, can Essendon move the ball like they have the last two weeks against Collingwood? And I think the answer is no. I think Collingwood will block up the corridor. They're a good team at the MCG. I think they've got a little bit more depth and run through the midfield. And I'm just not quite sure that Essendon forward line can get the job done against the Collingwood uh, backs. So I'm going to tip Collingwood, but I'll tell you the player that's really turned Essendon around. When Hooker comes back, they're a much better team because it frees Hurley up. It frees Hurley up to be able to create and do what he does. So he's been a huge inclusion. I'm sticking with Collingwood just because I think they are the better team. Essendon haven't beaten anyone yet, so I'll stick with the Pies in this one. Very good. Just by and the way, just, yeah. Wally, do you know, Nathan's working the camera a lot today, if you noticed, aren't you? Well, I do a fair bit of TV if you... But uh, you, you really well, working middle, today. So. Yeah, you do a fair bit of TV, so one would think <laughs> What's that, you've, that got to do with you've it? seen enough I of the cameras. I do a bit of TV as well. You are staring at that yeah. today. You do a lot of the boundary work, you know. And we're in a studio now. Oh, you so. work the camera more too. It's <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> you know that his biggest fear is rain on a Friday night when he's oh, down yeah, the yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he messes with his hair. That's true. I agree. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. Nathan, Nathan recently, you can see with the uh, the haircut, he was saying he was, he was telling us that the uh, the hairdressers, all what they're, where he goes, they all love him. They all get right. around him. Do that? They're really nice to him when he comes in. The guys, the girls, everyone. And, you know, he goes, oh, do you know what? I reckon I reckon they're a big fan of me, but and we think that it's a bit of the opposite. Like, Oh, that idiot footballer came in again. Yeah, right, well, yeah. nice to him. He told him he looked good with a shaved head. Yeah, he did it. What an idiot. So it's, he's, he's done the whole chop. Uh, we don't know what that's uh, about. We think it's just, right? There you go, Nathan. There you go, mate. It goes both ways. That's got now, me up. That's got me up. <laughs> Geelong Eagles. Right. Um, Geelong Eagles. Uh, the Cats are $1.43 coming off a, a strong but tough fought win against the Hawks. Uh, West Coast, $2.70. You don't often see that sort of price for the reigning premiers. No, you don't. And they'd be stung by last week. They were so flat yeah. last week. Yeah. Plus 15 and a half to the Eagles. I generally think they can win this game down there. Yeah. GWS went down there and they showed the blueprint. Look, um, Geelong going favourites, 
Definitely, but the West Coast plus 15.5 is pretty interesting. Yeah, you can. It's as simple as they're playing at Geelong for me. I, I just can't tip. I know they lost to the, the Giants down there last time, but I don't think they'll lose two in a row down there. If there's any sort of moisture mm. in the game, the, the Eagles were showing up a bit last week when it got a bit wet over in Perth. Their marking game sort of didn't stand up. So I think if uh, if it's down at Geelong, I'm just going to tip Geelong. Yeah. Yep, fair enough too. Well, there you go. That's three of the key games, guys. Hopefully... Uh, those uh, tips come off uh, and everyone's having a pun, of course, as we always say, Brownie, please do it responsibly. Now, I've seen recently that uh, a segment's been added to get to know the great man, a richo, richo man, and uh, we're going to fire some questions. You asked me to prepare some of my own, Brownie. I have yeah. done that. I hope, I hope you're a little bit more intelligent than your colleague, Hummer, too. Well, I've, I've actually... Uh-huh. I've, I've actually had a, had a good thing about this and uh, hopefully we can nail a couple of these. But, Brownie, you kick off. Let's kick off. Righto. Do you have... OCD. Yes. Yes. That's simple. So. At least I'm honest here, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you're very honest. There you go. I, I had a real, real, just an absolute yeah. toss ball, yeah, just good. a real easy one to Fast start place, off. Mate. Yeah. If you didn't play footy, what sport would you play? Uh, basketball. Unfortunately, Matt, is no good <laughs> at any other sport. Quick sports. questions. No other sport does he have any ability at. No, you haven't seen me play basketball. I'm pretty good Could at basketball. Did you liken yourself to a basketball player? Oh, power forward, yeah, low post. <laughs> uh, you had many hairstyles when you played, the ponytail, the yeah. samurai, the trojan, the yeah. mullet. Yeah. The just hanging on comb over style. Yeah. But geez, you're really your... loving that, aren't you? <laughs> what was your favourite? Probably the samurai. <laughs> yeah, the samurai was special. <laughs> we'll get a photo of that up. There you go, Richo. Now, you're a massive music fan. Yes. Uh, without notice, best all-time band, album and gig. Oh, gee, that's a tough one. I'm going to go uh, Pearl Jam yep. versus... And probably their gig at Eddie Hat Stadium in 2008 was my favourite, just because Eddie Vedder mentioned my name. There you and go. That, he's that never, gave you a pick. And I had a beer <laughs> with him afterwards. So that's good. Very that's good story. Good. Uh, do you feel that growing up in Tassie, you had to work extra hard? Uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 2008, Brownlow, sorry to bring this what up. What do you mean, getting drafted or <coughs> oh, just, just, in, just in life in general? Um, <laughs> Tasmanians have to work double. Well, double mate, you're time. from Bendigo, so I would be just. <laughs> the a questions little... aren't about me, though. No, it is harder work because yeah. it, it takes it takes more effort to get noticed <laughs> down there. All right, that's good. <laughs> Brownie, <laughs> class houses. Uh, so the 2008 uh, Brownlow medal, everyone felt your pain in the room that night. Yes. Of all the people around you, who was most likely to get up on stage, grab the mic off Bruce in a Kanye-style rant saying you should have won the Brownlow? Ooh, good question. Probably my uh, date for the night, Chris Newman, because he actually got the three votes in the last game that I needed, and he was my date for the night. It would have been the perfect rant then yeah. if you'd have done that. So he would have had to apologise for stealing it off me. Do you find it offensive to sit in economy on an aeroplane? No. Okay. No, I don't. Is that true, Nathan? No, no, I, no I don't. <laughs> All right, uh, when you wake up on game day, and honestly, you're not playing anymore, so you can choose your day, who was the player that you just had a grin on your face and you were just happy to be going up against that day? Kepler Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) I know who yours was. You know what? One day (laughs) before a game, Spud said to Richo, um, don't come to me next week if you don't get a kick on Prestigia slow-mo. <laughs> he did too. The very first ball that got kicked down, Prestigia slow-mo, ran past Matthew with the fist. <laughs> no, but as, but as Spud said that in the meeting, and it was quite humorous, Prestigia slow-mo, yeah. as he said it, I, in my mind I'm thinking, he's not that slow, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been held up at gunpoint? Uh, yes, I have. In, yeah. in New York. 
Wow. You go? Well, I gave him everything that he asked for <laughs> and then he dropped me off at my hotel. <laughs> That's a story for next time, obviously. Is this when you were over there with yeah, Nathan? Yeah, we'll tell that another day. Yeah, please do. All right. Uh, now, you are you and Brownie are great mates. Now, Brownie informs me that he's had one of two successful businesses, one yeah. fail, one success. I'm yeah. questionable. Yourself, any failed or successful businesses in the past? Uh, pr- uh, not successful. Not an, not an absolute failure. I had a little uh, cafe restaurant down at the Docklands with Nick Daffy and Ben Harrison yep. and a few other people. I wouldn't say it was a roaring success, but it wasn't a failure either. I haven't had a complete failure. And last question. Yeah. Who was a better player, you or Jonathan Brown? Jonathan Brown. (laughs) (laughs) He's lying. He couldn't even get it out. He can't give a straight face. He thinks he's a better player than big John O'Brown. I'm looking at the middle one right here. Jonathan Brown was a lot better player, premiership player. Somebody's oh, he's told me. Yeah, there you go. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Thanks, Richard. It gives uh, the punters a, a nice little peek behind the curtain there. All right, now it's time for the moving line. This is becoming a cracking segment, guys. Brownie, how you. Good, how good was he last week, by the way? Very good. Pretty very, funny. Very, very. I've yeah. been impressed everywhere. I think you've actually both been very good. Are you going to get Hummer to do one? No. Uh, well, he's a creative writer, isn't he, Hummer? Apparently. He told us. Apparently. Yeah, he he told saying us that. that. Yeah. Uh, Brownie, you're in charge of writing for Richo this week. Well, was. I thought this week we could do something around the Damien Barrett, Luke Hodge scenario. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, it's like shooting Bambi. Luke Hodge is the biggest of the big, and yeah. if you take go to take down the biggest of the big, you start to think, you know, like Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood type stuff. So uh, have a look at this clip. Oh, that's the Brilliant. clip, Matthew. Brilliant, wasn't it? I like it. Okay. So what are you asking? So what I'm well, doing here is that you're Luke Hodge, right? As Dirty Harry. So Luke Hodge is Clint Eastwood speaking to Damien Barrett. All right. And I must say you wrote this and I like it, okay? <laughs> I do like it. You are a good creative writer, Hummer not so. So I'm uh, I'm Luke Hodge, I'm Dirty Harry, and I've come across Damien Barrett who's just written a pretty nasty article about me that didn't have a lot of facts in it. So have you ever come across someone you just shouldn't have messed with? Yeah, well, that's me, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Barrett. Am I paid by Channel 7 for five or six interviews. To tell you the truth, in all the excitement, I kind of lost track myself. I win flags, I kick snags, four flags, <laughs> and now I'm saving AFL football in Queensland. But since this is a powerful size 11 magnum left foot, the most powerful in the game, and the one that could kick your head right off, Damo, <laughs> you need to ask yourself the question, do I feel lucky? <laughs> Well, do you, Demo? <laughs> I love that he's character Good delivery, along. too. I started to feel like yeah. Uh, yeah. Clint Eastwood there. There you go. I think the world's on Hodge's side just quietly. No. Yeah, see, yeah, I think they were. That was a big error by Demo. Yeah, let's just be honest. I'm, I'm yeah, unbelievable. But Come on, Demo. Lift your game. Lift your game. All right, Brownie, it's that time. Brownie's best bets. You're going to do two $500 bets for the punters. Yep. Sports bets put up the money. Of course, uh, winnings we'll, go to charity. Win, winnings go to charity. You guys will work out an yep. appropriate charity in the coming weeks. Um, uh, who we got? Well, I'm going to have a $500 bet on Fremantle to beat the Western Bulldogs at the line. I think Fremantle can win by more than 15 points. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going dogs to go. Are, dogs are battling a bit, aren't they? They can't yeah. kick goals, yeah. Matthew. They've kicked nine, seven, seven. 
And the only time they've actually kicked goals is one quarter against the Hawks where they kicked nine. I couldn't believe – I know Shacky hadn't been setting the world on no. fire, but they were way too short against Carlton last week. They yep. just couldn't mark the footy yep. anywhere. And uh, I think Sydney are going pretty ordinary. I think GWS will bounce back the line, and that one is 13 and a half. So yeah, I think GWS – can cover that line. Um, almost went Port Adelaide 40-plus yeah. over North Melbourne at home, but uh, I'm going to go GWS, 500 bucks at the line, negative 13 and a half. I think you're going to be pretty right there. You'd hope so, but yeah. you never know with this AFL season, Matt. Have you ever met your hero? I have. I want. Well, next week I want to hear about it. Okay. Yeah. Nice right. little tease. Yeah, a little tease, a little yeah. segue. Have you met a hero? I have, yeah. I've oh. been disappointed by a hero. We're out of time. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Meet your heroes next week. There you go.